Hello, Internet, and welcome to episode 79 of Frame Skip, another video game podcast. Kind of an intimate show today, pretty special one. I am your your leading host today, co-hosted by the ever big, ever sexy, ever big sexy, Elijah, local lizard man, Steel. Elijah, you look great. You've got Dwight's elf hat with the ears on the hat. You're wearing a Gundam shirt. My favorite shirt. Is that from Uniqlo? Uh, this is from... Actually... Hot, to- hot Topic. Just It's okay if it's Hot Topic. I won't make one of you. No. Uh, oh, where it's from. Uh, Otsuko. Okay. I thought you meant which Gundam, and I'm like, I was pretty sure it was the regular one. Now no, you that's, me- that's, that's yeah. RX-78, baby. Yeah, that's, that's what I that's, thought, and I had me doubting myself. That's the white devil himself, yeah. The Scourge of Solomon. No one calls him that, um, but I just think it sounds cool. Uh, it's just the two of us today. Austin couldn't make it. Seth um, went back into his tomb to come out for another episode in 400 years. Coach has uh, statewide testing tomorrow for for his students, so he's locked up. Uh, so yeah, just the two of us. Um, yeah, Elijah, two, I was, yeah. I've got some notes uh, from the pre-show. Um. You said three things, and I want to tackle each of them before we really move into the meat and potatoes of this episode, if that's okay with you. All right, cool. Uh, first thing you said, um, seen Anchorman one time. You've seen Anchorman exactly one time. One, two, or three, like something like that. Only, it was very, very, very few, and it was back in the day. Okay, so if I were to put the, the line at one and a half, would you take the over or would you take the under? I would take the over. Okay. Like, not a confident over, but, like, over. Cool. I like to think that when you die, you just get to see a big stat sheet, like in Grand Theft Auto. And I'm, oh, I'm, cur- I'm curious to see what your stat sheet is like. Better than <laughs> Mac Jones's from last night. He had the highest passer rating among rookie QBs. He had an 84%. He went two for three. Yeah. child. Yeah. For he, 19 he, yards. Whatever, man. They won the game. They ran it down oh, their throat. Damian not- Harris got injured. Uh, Matt Judon got injured. Uh, Adrian Phillips got injured. And irregardlessly, the Patriots still came out with a W. Top of the AFC. It's Elijah and George. And we had to talk about football at some point. God, I'm, what a beautiful thing. I'm not, like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying I feel terrible for anybody who played Mac Jones in fantasy. <laughs> oh, no, Leah did. My my partner, Leah did. And man, she just got so boned. <laughs> How many points? Uh, I think he technically, well, he had 19 yards. So, like, that's not enough for even one point for passing. No. I think he might have had negative because at the end of the game, he kept kneeling. And, like, they just kept going further and further back. So, like, he might have gotten, ne- like, negative one point for, like, yards lost. Oh, that's incredible. I started Kendrick Bourne thinking that would be a good flex play. I didn't know they were going to play in the middle of like a a bombo genetic cyclone or whatever they whatever fake word they're making up for, uh, you know, a typical nor'easter this year. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got distracted. Anchorman one time. How is that possible? How did you survive the 2000s only seeing it? Let's say fewer than four times. I'm not a Will Ferrell fan. Oh, man. Did he hurt you in some way? Did he? No, I just don't think he's funny. Oh, man. Uh Uh-oh. Everyone's zigging. Elijah's got a zag. 
it is he's just one of the there are a couple act like comedic actors that i just don't find funny at all i think i've liked maybe two or three of his movies and one of them technically he's in it for like not even five minutes is it the lego movie yes okay oh really (laughs) yeah uh, sorry awesome f yeah f yeah i did it i guessed correctly mental note five minutes ten seconds um (laughs) like i like blades of glory have you seen a movie called stranger than fiction i saw part of it all right so that's will ferrell maggie gyllenhaal and um the other guy the guy from the graduate whose name escapes me not al pacino but the other one Dustin Hoffman. It's Dustin oh, Hoffman. Yeah. And so it's Will Ferrell waking up, finding out that he is a fictional character in someone else's book. Incredible movie. Cannot recommend it enough. It is not, it has a couple funny parts. I think you would genuinely love that movie. I've heard, the, from what I've heard, it sounds like something. I do want to watch it. Okay. Like, Step Brothers, I'm okay if I just never see. I'm not, like, actively going against trying to watch it. I'm also never going to actively seek out trying to watch it. Gotcha. Um, all right, we'll move on. I don't want to beat a dead Will Ferrell horse. Uh, another thing you said in the pre, pre-show pre notes, uh, you finished Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Oh, that show is so good. Uh, I may have cried like four times in the final episode. Um, Here's my only problem with that show is it would literally be the perfect show to fall asleep to, except for the opening theme song. <laughs> that is the only thing wrong which sucks because like when that show was on thursdays i would watch it and the da-na-da-da-na like that was just like oh yeah i'm vibing i'm feeling this i'm ready for jake peralta to give me some giggles like it's gonna be great i just want to see rosa just like make awkward jokes and i gotta hope jason manzuka shows up like i just remember like da-na-na-da-na getting so happy but man at three o'clock in the morning when you're like about to fall asleep and then like just the the brass section comes blaring in only strike against that show. Everything else perfect. Oh, I love how you brought up Adrian Pimento. <laughs> he is so good. That episode where he tries to show Jake how to like fake doing cocaine so he can like yes. pretend to do cocaine and he just gets hopped up on cocaine. <laughs> Absolutely cocaine. hilarious. Oh that no, I did it wrong. You gotta do it like this. That and when he uh, like on the Thanksgiving episode where, <laughs> where Holt gives him like 10 grand to start his own like private detective firm and then he like bets it all on like the uh the westminster dog show or whatever and he goes to his bookie and his bookie is just like a college kid <laughs> who plays the bet from online and i love how at the end of the episode you just see him and holt in this bar and like threaten the barkeeper oh god yeah like he smashes a bottle to make a knife and then holt is like hell we're in it this far then he smashes a bottle to make a knife and then they turn the entire bar into a a dog show uh bar it, it's fantastic so good God, that... uh does does it rank of like favorite rewatchable shows for you now it is very 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 high up there um cool. actually if it wasn't for so i don't own the office right now and i don't mm-hmm. have a streaming service that has it because of that brooklyn 99 might be like one of my it might be like my main put on the background as I'm doing something shows. Yeah. Just like, oh, I'm making supper. I'm just going to put on Brooklyn Nine-Nine to listen to. I think every episode has, like, a pretty high floor. And then, like, they actually have, like, a pretty good rhythm where it's, like, they're all, they're all extremely watchable. They're all enjoyable. But then, like, every three to four episodes, there's, like, a, 
holy crap, I need to sit down and watch this episode. Yeah. And so, like, it, it actually has, like, a nice, like, built-in break for you. Like, you know, you're doing stuff on the weekend. You just have this on. Like, you're doing housework. You're doing whatever. You're like, oh, okay, time to sit down for a minute. I got to see what happens with the Skyfire writer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God, great show. Um, Third thing you said in the pre-show notes. You said, like they say in Parappa the Rapper, you got to believe. Do you like that game? I love Parappa the Rapper. Have you played it on PlayStation 4? Not on PS4. I've played it on PS1 and PSP. In fact, I've got the PSP one back there. Okay. Oh, I think I see it. I can't see it. He has 10,000 video games behind him. (laughs) I just was trying to make it. It's trying to make, you know, users at home be jealous about our our interaction, our our little interplay. Oh god, they're so jealous right now. Mission accomplished. Um that Pick game punch, sucks. It's all in the mind. If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find the things that teach you are sure to beat you, but nevertheless take a lesson from teacher. I mean what? That game sucks on PlayStation 4. They like didn't oh, yeah. calibrate it. They didn't calibrate it for like HD consoles at all. Yeah. And so there's like not there, there's not a single game, I think, that like I want to play, I want to beat, I want to platinum more than Parappa the Rapper, but I simply can't. And somehow that game still has like a 19, 18% clearance on PSN profiles. Absolutely infuriating. I have no idea how people did it. Also, that game is so BS because, like, the reason I've gotten as far as I did was, like, literally just button mashing, like, more so yeah. than any fighting game I've ever played. It was it's just like, button mashing. Wh- when I first learned how to play it, the big thing I had heard people say was, you don't play along with the game, you pretty much beatbox in between it. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Wait, what? Then yeah. <laughs> that's what I started doing. And I started winning. That game made me really nostalgic when I played through it for the first time. Uh, just for like, I feel like games today are a little more conservative in the sense that they just don't take a lot of risks, you yeah. know? Yeah, and like that game. Agree. That game is so weird. That game is such a risk, <laughs> you know? Especially if it's something from a bigger studio. Uh, you have smaller things, like I'll talk about Inscription later. That's something that you would never see a bigger studio take a risk on something like that. Parappa, mm. you would never see that. Yeah. Not anymore. All I all I really wanted for a while was PlayStation to remake a bunch of PlayStation 1 games for the Vita. Like, you know, like Blasto, you know, like, like Parappa the Rapper, maybe like a nice siphon filter. I mean, we got two really good siphon filters on, on PSP. Jet would have been nice. Jet Moto would have been awesome. Yeah, like there was just so much potential, I feel like, for like a mid-tier level of games on the Vita that they just did not capitalize on. And Parappa the Rapper was absolutely a game that should have been on. Absolutely. I completely agree. <sighs> all right, that's all I've got for pre-show notes. I'm glad we got to talk about the Patriots. Uh, I'm glad I only swore once. Sorry, again, Austin. Um, yeah, man, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm tired. It's been a, uh, it was, it was a long day at work. It was one of those days where it's not super busy, but it's just busy enough to -hmm. make it feel like, oh, I can't start a different project. Otherwise, because something's going to come up, but also I'll finish this super fast. So like, okay. And that was my day at work today. So I'm just feeling, I, I don't have the blood flowing. I hear you. That was a, like whenever I worked at a restaurant, um, I made way more mistakes when we weren't busy because I just like I couldn't find a rhythm. You know, yeah. I would just like get in my own head. I'd be like sitting there for 20 minutes, you know, like between customers coming in 
with absolutely nothing to do. And like, that's when I would like forget to ask the questions I was supposed to ask. Like, how do you want your burger? Just random crap like that. But that was always a, like, just losing the rhythm was always a problem. Exactly. All right. I think that's enough housekeeping. Um, Let's jump into uh, games we've been playing. I know you got one you want to get off your chest. You want to get things started with that? So actually, I've got two I'll talk about because one is brief. And that's, I started and for now, I'm kind of over Deathloop. Okay. I just, I was not feeling the progression of the story in that game. And Austin and I were talking about it uh, on Slack the one night. And the game just made it feel like, hey, do this, but do this, but it's kind of in conflict with the other one. So it was like, I'm trying to do the one it's telling me to do, but because of that, I can't do it because I'm not doing the one it's telling me to do. Mm-hmm. And I was, was like, I, I already had that like mindset in that, in my head at that point where I'd said, you know what, I'm going to put the game down. I'll come back to it after a while. If I if I just keep playing it now, I'm going to have that mind set just stuck in my head. <clears throat> so I'll come back later after I clear my head. It's not making my top 10 for this year at all. Anyhow. Wow. So so like it's not like that it was going to affect that at all. Um, so I'll just I'll play it eventually. I'll get back to it and maybe I'll find that groove again. I, I wasn't enjoying the pacing of the story at all. But that's fair. I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. And like, um, I don't know. I guess there's like a lot I like about the game. I'm just not sure how much I like playing the game. You know, it's yeah, it's kind of like Star Wars Episode one for me, where it's just like, yeah, the costume design's incredible. Like the makeup's great. The, the set architecture is gorgeous. Like there's so much going right for this game. Except, you know, the actual interactivity. Right. Um, I think also like one thing is uh, stealth games really stress me out. Like they're, they're supposed to be fun and they are not fun for me at all. See, that's another problem I had. And this isn't the first time because it happened to me when I played Dishonored also, which Mm -hmm. is also by Arcane. Yeah. Super similar. Yeah. And I had a moment where I was in the corner of a house and somebody saw me. And then just, I had like six guys for me and I'm just like, I was literally just standing in the corner of a house inside with like no open windows Mm -hmm. and I was seen. So I don't know that that's the kind of thing that kind of took away from dishonored for me. And also Deathloop's big stealth gun, like the nail gun is absolute garbage. So there's no point in using it. Sure. Yeah, I can I can see that too. So like I don't even know what there's no essence of like longer range stealth and by longer range I mean anything without of range like out of range of your sword. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, stealth just stopped existing to me in that game because it just I didn't think feel like it was well done. I think it is like the most fun version of Dishonored. I still think like I would still put that, that I will agree with. That. Like I think they really took what worked about Dishonored and we're like, okay, how can we make this more fun more of the time? And so I do think they succeeded in that regard. Um, but yeah, like I, I really love, I need to finish it still. I mean, we have like our game of the year deliberations coming up. In fact, let's give a little insight to people. Are we doing that this year or are we doing it first episode of uh, the new year? 
so I believe it is the first or the last episode of this year, which right. I think is technically the first episode. Was it like December 31st or something like that? Okay, yeah, there's okay, I hear you. So, like, way we record versus okay, first published yeah, day. Yeah, gotcha. okay. we would record on like the 27th or something like that, and gotcha, it would actually publish on the 31st. Gotcha, gotcha, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, I should finish it before then. Um, I grabbed a whole bunch of games on sale that I need to at least start as well. Yeah, I grabbed Tales of Arise. That's actually going to be. After I finish Inscription, Guardians, and House of Ashes, which, if I just buckle down, I can do it pretty easily. Um, mm-hmm. Tales of Arise is the next one I'm starting up. And I got Scarlet Nexus, too, just based on how much you love that game over the summer. I adore that game with every fiber of my being. Cool, cool. All right. Um, so it looks like I got some goodies still to snap into before the end of the year. But the other game I want to talk about is Inscription, which... I've had my eye on and it looked like a an Elijah game and I actually had a friend of mine gift it to me on Steam because it, I I have a hard time buying Steam games because no mm-hmm. matter how much I want to play them I often have trouble actually playing them sure uh, yeah. but I started up Inscription last night and I'm trying to think of the words I want to use for this game because boner, boner juice how does that is that close yes okay. um basically it starts out like a horror card game slash puzzle game mm-hmm. um but it it very quickly alters course to give you an idea this game was made by the same guy who made the game pony island which I don't know if you've ever ever heard of that. I but, have not, no. <laughs> um, you know, Pony Island, funny name, stuff like that. When you start yeah. playing it, it plays just like an old arcade game, like a side-scrolling, almost like Atari-style Mario ripoff. Okay. And then you fast find out you're actually stuck in hell, and you're trying to escape this retro arcade cabinet to escape hell. Okay, that's heavy, yeah. And, and, and like, it starts going into, like, there's words and codes to access in the credits of this Pony Island game in the game. And then you need to try and find this stuff to like break the arcade cabinet. And it's, it's wacky. It's wild. And if it gives you any idea, it it's made by the same guy. Okay. This game is going places and Without saying much more, right now I'm in an 8-bit RPG. Okay, alright. Card-based RPG 8-bit game, yeah. Oh, that sounds truly awful. The 8-bit generation was good at some things. Um, I can't imagine, like, a... I can't imagine a card game working in 8-bit. Like, it's kind of a miracle that, like, Pokemon the trading card game worked on Game Boy at all. Yeah. If it gives you any indication... I heard what the ending of this game is like, mm-hmm. and my mind literally couldn't picture it. Okay. <laughs> so right. that so that's like even knowing the way the game ends, and I kind of forget it because it was a lot of stuff. I'm like, what is going on right now? My head is going to explode. Mm-hmm. I want to witness it for myself. Like I said, I don't really play PC games. This is all I want to play. 
I should play more Forza tonight to finish getting the Trueno. I'm not. I'm just going to play Inscription. Was it Seth who was saying that he liked uh, Forza Horizon 4 more than 5? Yes. Yeah, I think I'm actually with him on this one. I think I am too. It just doesn't feel like that different than that game. Like this game's like immaculate. It's obviously better. I don't mean to take away from it, but like I just think Forza Horizon 4 just had like a bigger, a bigger punch. I think I enjoyed the map more. Mm-hmm. Like not that this one's bad at all, but I think I just had more fun with the other one. I do feel awkward just like being in a car going through the desert and just running over every cactus. Like it's nice that they gave you something to do in like the off-road sections. But I also just like the like the disconnect of just like me being dropped into this country and just like destroying its natural beauty. Not that it, I mean, it's a video game. Like, I understand that. I don't mean to be like that much of like a, <laughs> uh, a, a point writer. Yeah. Um, but like, man, like it's just like so when, I, when I'm uh, under the influence playing this game, I definitely think about that a lot in the moral implications of my actions <laughs> going for smash tiss after smash tiss. But yeah, that's basically all I've been playing. I've been playing Guardians, but I'm going to wait until after I finish it to talk about it because I'm getting close. Yeah, man, I stopped like uh, two to three levels before the end, and I can't remember why. I think think my Series X came in, and I think I was distracted, but uh, I need to go back and finish that game as well because that is easily one of my my Gautier contenders right now. But yeah, that's everything for me. Cool. Um, what about you? I have been playing Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens on my Vita. I have been playing Mass Effect 2 on my PlayStation 4. And uh, I actually got a subscription to Shonen Jump on my phone. And Ooh. I'm on chapter 34 of Dragon Ball. Nice. Yeah, so keeping busy. Keeping busy. Also, that what an incredible deal. It's like $2 a month for Shonen Jump. Really? Yeah, and like the reader itself is just as good, if not better, than like any like Marvel Unlimited or DC Infinite or whatever it's called. Huh. That is interesting. I've oh, actually yeah. been reading a lot of manga again myself. Yeah. Man, lots of big horny energy in uh, early Dragon Ball, man. Oh, God, yes. Master Roshi shows up doing anything for just a peek at some panties. Goku's going around trying to figure out if people are boys or girls just by touching their genitals. It's a, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. In yes, a, it is. In what do I what I assume is a, a children's book series. Uh, but that is pretty much it. Um, did I share that I got the platinum in Vice City? I can't remember. I feel like because we didn't record last week or the week before. We're off schedule wise. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Oh, I got the Platinum Advice City. Felt good, felt good, felt good. Um, Proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'm at 85 Platinums. I know I can get the Mass Effect 3 Platinum tonight. I intend to. Um, or Mass Effect 2 Platinum tonight. I intend to. Um, but man, just Halo comes out tomorrow. And I just don't know how much PlayStation gaming I'll be doing for the rest of the year once that comes out. But Yeah, that's fair. I, uh, I- I'm excited to play it. Um, I might do that a little more sparingly just because from what I've heard about it, because it sounds incredible, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's one I'm going to want to relax a little more with. Sure. Yeah. I don't know exactly how to, how to explain it, but I don't feel like it's one I could sit there and play all night. 
Well, it's just weird because like the campaign itself, I've seen it clocked in between like 20 and 30 hours, which is already like, you know, three times as long as like the longest Halo campaign previously. <laughs> so like that's it's uh, it seems like they fundamentally changed like what it means to be a Halo game, which I guess is good because, you know, uh, oh, yeah. previous previous couple of Halo games weren't weren't working the best for him. Um, I still think there's a lot to like about four and, and Guardians, but uh, I know I'm in the minority there. So, yeah, I'm excited, but uh, I think I'm finally going to break my tradition of beating the Halo game the day it comes out, like the night it comes out. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that uh, tomorrow, unfortunately. Especially since it doesn't unlock for us until one o'clock. Yeah, that's weird. Um, what happens to just like midnight releases? Also, like I have I've been trying to like preload the game. You can't like I, there's no preload. Okay, that's so s- stupid. Yes. Yeah, so How is that? <laughs> w- w- like you can't even start installing it until one o'clock. That's so dumb. God, that's dumb. Uh, I think I need to delete Flight Simulator because, like, I don't even know how big the game is. So it would be really nice to know how big the game is, so I can know like which hard drive decisions I need. It's to valid. Ugh, anyways, thanks Microsoft. Um, we got topic for tonight's show. Uh, I want to pause on that for a little bit because you or Austin shared a very interesting article from Kotaku talking about how PlayStation is rumored to be developing a Game Pass competitor yeah. uh, to release next spring. That's exciting. That's something I feel like we've talked about wanting. Also, something I feel like they're already, like, that's exactly what PlayStation now is. It's just a branding issue. But uh, it's exciting because they also mentioned that some older games would be coming. We're going to be playing yes. some PSP games, some PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and most importantly, some PlayStation 3. Not important because the games were great. They were. But uh, important because we never thought we'd be able to play a PlayStation 3 game ever again on a on a PlayStation console because of how difficult it was to develop for. How stoked are you? So here, here's the thing, though, with for me is like I, I'm very excited at the prospect. Mm-hmm. I also really love the project name, Project Spartacus. Um, but again, if it's going to just be streaming PS3, then we can already do that. Yeah, like PSP and PS1, sure, like th- that'll be great. Uh, but like, I feel like I don't know. It it didn't ruffle my feathers as much as I thought it would, but mm-hmm. at the same time, Game Pass doesn't really ruffle my feathers as much as I thought it would, sure. um, because I have an all digital Xbox. I'm okay with like, oh, I'll use Game Pass for Halo and such. For first party games, yeah. Yeah. Um but since I have a physical PS five, any like PSB that is one thing another thing they had mentioned, PS five games as well, which as of the moment is not part of uh PS now at all. Right. Um but at the same time, since I have a disc based PlayStation, I'd much rather have the disc for i i'm i'm one of those people that for multiple reasons likes to have a physical copy of the game whether you. whether it be for uh protection on like ownership or even if you said man that game sounds great and i could say yeah i'll let you borrow it I just like the library of it. Like, I love seeing, like, uh, you can't see Elijah's setup. Maybe we'll get him to snap a pic and we could share it with the tweet. 
when we talk when we release this episode but man it's just so nice also i love the lights and the decorating you did in your Thank room you. looks fantastic very, very festive. festive yeah oh, pinch hey. poke yeah pinch poke you owe me a coke um but yeah just seeing like the the history like the physical history of like a console's life cycle of a generation like it's really cool man and it's like I, I don't know like people are so proud to have their books out and about that i don't really understand why it's like such a, a reach for people to want to display their games because i've got a dvd collection like, i got a blu-ray collection like i want to do the same thing you know i i guess it would understand like i would understand much more if it was a situation of like digital books being expensive or not being as easy to come by but they're just as easy and just as cheap. Um, often a lot, a lot cheaper. I got a $5 free use thing for Amazon's Kindle service. And I mm-hmm. bought like six books out of it. Yeah, man, this happened. Uh, it's like around Hurricane Katrina. And obviously a lot of terrible things happen around Hurricane Katrina. I don't mean to discount the the loss of life the loss of property the loss of homes like any of that um but man like gas got more expensive right mm-hmm. and then gas came back down uh plastic got more expensive and the cost of plastic things did not go back down and it's just one of those things where like i i know exactly why it should have gone down because you know like the the petroleum reserves were hit in in the gulf um a lot of that's used to make plastic. So plastic is more expensive because the supply to make it has been uh, damaged. Like, okay, I understand mm-hmm. that. Um, I understand why it goes up, but why didn't it go back down once yep. we recovered from that? And it's just like all these games, like, all right, um, a, a digital game is releasing. Uh, it costs nothing in plastic. It costs nothing in paper, uh, you know, for like the game cover for like any insert that goes on the inside. You don't have to pay a store to to ship them. Like there's all these like additive costs it's like, okay, so why that, that, sorry, that aren't present with a digital game. It's like, all right, cool. So like, why is it the same freaking price as the, like the one and in the store? Like, I understand why it's the same price, but at the same time, and that's mainly because there's no way you could have it for $49.99 or in physical stores, $59.99 because the store, your partner who's selling these games for you would probably get upset if everyone's like, I'm going to go the cheaper route. Yeah. No, you, you can't dig over your partners yeah. like that, but also like, it's just completely betraying like what's supposed to be the one like saving benefit of like digital. Like Exactly. Well, yeah. Two saving benefits. Because the other one is space just in general. Sure. Um, yeah. And three, because in, environmental concerns, like there's, yeah. there's so many reasons why it's like a good thing. And it's just, man, they just, I hate to make it that kind of podcast, but just like these capitalistic like practices that just like are reinforcing the wrong lesson that should be learned from from this whole experience. Um, I'm not an economist. I'm not going to pretend to understand all these market forces, but like I can at least see the logic in why a digital good should be cheaper than a physical good. <laughs> like, a, I don't think I need a degree to really unpack that one. Yeah. So like, and, and the other thing comes to mind is you have one shelf physical game or digital games play just like physical book or physical games like mm. digital and physical like you're going to play it on your screen it's going to look the exact same a physical book and a digital book you're looking at the physical book which could be 
eight by six by four. Mm-hmm. And then your your option might be, well, I can read it on my phone. I would not choose to have that be the main way I would read. At that point, I would get like a Kindle or something. Which is funny. Yeah, because well, I do read on my phone because like, man, the Star Wars novels that came out, I was super excited about those. Those are like just such a pain in the ass to put on your shelf because they are like so differently shaped compared to oh, God, every yeah. other book that exists, you know? God, yes. Uh, so I, I just I can't do like those mass market trade paperbacks anymore. I like have they just, the four inches wide. They're eight inches tall. Like It's just infuriating. I have the um, screenplay books for The Witch and Ex Machina, and mm. they they are literally like a quarter of an inch too big for my shelf. I'm like, you so right now they're just sit, like sitting at the front section of my shelf in front of my books, just on mm-hmm. an angle. Because I'm like, yeah, I don't. But then you have games which are all the same size, basically. Yeah, man, that'd be kind of nuts, though. Like, can you imagine a world where like the physical space that a game took up, like a physical game took up, had to be relative to like its file size compared to other games? That'd be kind of wild. Like, <laughs> like Call of Duty would just be like an eight inch by twelve inch tome that came out every year, and then you know, like every limited run game would just be like a a box of Tic Tacs, you know, just sitting on the shelf next to it. As someone who <sighs> likes to get the smaller games, I would love this. More room. Oh my god, yeah, you feel like a giant, right? Oh god, yes. Alright, um, I'm gonna see if our editor is listening. Um, let's take a quick break and put a little uh, little sound block in here to, to delineate the next part of the show, which is happening right now. Where do you keep finding the jingle balls? Elijah, I uh, I knew it was going to be just the two of us. You knew it was going to be just the two of us. Did you secretly get really excited? Didn't have yeah. to deal yeah. with the foreplay of other people. Have to make others. Didn't have to make Austin feel special. Didn't have to make yeah. Coach feel special. It's just exactly. you and me. Just direct eye contact so far for these last 35 minutes, and it's been great. I threw out a topic idea uh, called Gaming Confessions, and this was like a chance for us to sort of clear the air about... Uh, some things we've done or haven't done in the space of gaming. And uh, I gave you an example. And I want to give that same example to the listeners, um, to the audience of Frameskip. I've never played Symphony of the Night. It's so good. I've seen it played. It looks cool. It looks pretty. It just really doesn't look like anything I actually give a crap about. I'm and so that's sorry. Fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, Symphony of the Night is it like it's a fantastic game, but I also understand how you could go back and play it now and be like, mm, okay, maybe this isn't what I want. And the uh, translation is still gold oh god yeah what is that uh like what is a man but a miserable pile of secrets right like yes that's clearly not like a one-for-one translation but became iconic like in its own oh yeah like what's that other one like all your base are belong to me all your base are belong to us (laughs) i belong to us yeah uh elijah do you have a confession you want to get off your your chest we can just keep going back and forth until we run out i do um I I haven't really told many people about this except for the people that were involved, but I would just want to make it 
more widely known that I did this back in 2015. I was like, Life is Strange is definitely the best game to come out this year. The Witcher 3 sucks. Keep in mind, I did not play The Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. And I would later play The Witcher 3, only to realize it's one of the best games ever made, and I love it. My confession was me dunking on the game without even playing it. And I was just doing it because everybody around me wouldn't shut up about it. Hey, man, that's that's a good confession. That's that's good airing of uh, airing of grievances. This isn't our Festivus episode, so I, I guess I, I I take back airing of grievances. But a uh, good airing of uh of of confession. I'm proud of you. I'm not proud of it. But I did it. Yeah. But also play The Witcher Three. But also play Life is Strange. Okay. <laughs> I think Life is Strange is incredibly boring. I think that that's like a, a platinum. I, I have I have a platinum just teed up in that game. I'm on like episode four, and I just I just can't do it. I it's want okay. to, but I, but I can't. At least you're not getting to the best part. That's good. I was worried. That's a joke. I was worried. I was worried. I already had seen the best part, and like this is all you've got. I don't, oh man, there, I need I to make to. up so much in 2022. Just like all these games that like you guys love, I need to play them just to shut you up. I think. Yeah, I'll freaking get to it, man. Damn, we're like we're on air. Do you have to air our dirty laundry like right now? You have to. Yeah. All uh, right. What is your next? Uh, my next. A lot of mine have to do with uh playing or not playing certain games, and so I'm gonna give out three games right now just to sort of like group them together. Um, Symphony of the Night. I feel like is just important enough to gaming. We're like saying you haven't played that is like kind of like saying like I'm a film. I was a film major in college and like a big film buff now. And uh, it's kind of I feel like it's equivalent to saying like you've never seen Citizen Kane. Or it's like whether it's good or not, just the fact that you haven't engaged with it is kind of like the bigger. Yeah, the bigger deal. Um, all right. So the next three games, I have never finished Half-Life 2. I have never finished. Uh, like pretty much any Final Fantasy game, actually. And I have never... I never finished a Grand Theft Auto game until two years ago. And now I've got the Platinum in Vice City twice. So I've I've since corrected that, but... Good. Man, there's just so many... So much to do out there, Elijah. There's so much to do. No, it's, it's so true. Um, because you only have so much time. For example, I will give one of mine is I have never played a Donkey Kong game. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. To make it even broader, I have never played a Super Nintendo. That's funny. That's actually one of my confessions is that I don't think the Super Nintendo is that great. <laughs> like, I, I can't say I didn't play Super Nintendo games because like I have the, yeah. the Super Nintendo Classic, but mm-hmm. I've never actually played a Super Nintendo. Um, and the other one is just, and I know, I know people know this about me, but I just, I don't think the new Doom games are good. I think they're incredibly boring. Okay. So this is just turning into hot takes, huh? Uh, that one is just, I, I want to like that game. That's why it's. 
not so much just like a hot take as it is a confession. Mm. I want to like it. Doom 3, I love. Yeah. But just the new Doom games, I just, I can't. I can't. We're turning into an ASMR podcast, podcast, podcast. Welcome to the Logo and George Power Hour. It's just the two of us for 60 minutes. Just in your ear holes. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just, just the two of us. You, you and, and I. I. I don't even know if those are the lyrics to the song. Those are the lyrics, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. It really feels good taking like a little ASMR break every once in a while. It's I'm pretty a, good. I'm a big asthma fan myself. Yeah. I had asthma when I was a kid. Me so too. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad I've since gotten over it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's amazing. I played soccer because every fifth step I was just. <sighs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So sorry. Gaming confession. Uh. I I think the Super Nintendo is like a supremely overrated console, and like I get why people like it, but to me, it's kind of like it's the difference between like Blu-rays and 4K Blu-rays. Like I'm willing to admit it's better. But, like, it's not that much better that, like, people need to lose their minds. Like, I, I guess I'm just, like, sick of people who played Super Metroid once in 1994 and think it's, like, the best game of all time. Like, I, I think this is, like, really just, like, a dig against those people. And I'm not saying that those games are bad. I'm just saying, like, man, I just don't care for them at all. And, like, I would take Super Mario Brothers 3 over Super Mario World any day of the week. I think I would, too, actually. Yeah. Um, I guess like a link to the past is 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 better, uh, but like Metroid Prime over over Super Metroid, uh, the new Donkey Kong Country like returns games on on Wii and and Wii U and I guess Switch now technically. Um, I take those over like the the Super Nintendo games. Um, I don't know. I just I don't really care for the 16 bit era of games. I think like the art is gorgeous, but besides that, I I just don't care for it at all. I, I think I'm with you there. Um, because I mean, even when I look at that year range, now I know this is a little later, but I would take like the PlayStation or the N64 any day. Yeah. Even though I think Super Nintendo and like Genesis and everything games still hold up better. Uh, like it's much easier to go play a Genesis game than to play like an early 3D platformer. Mm-hmm. But I think I would rather take the early 3D platformer to be that it felt better. Yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. How many of our our audience members do you think we've alienated so far? Because we still got some time to go. Uh, I know my Doom one definitely got quite a few, and then the Super Nintendo take. Well, considering we both agreed on it. Yeah. Um, okay. I will give another confession that's actually related to my collection. Ooh. Let's see if you can guess. What do you think is my favorite console to collect for? Based on the photo, I want to say it's PlayStation 4. But uh, I think... Not the one I have the most of, but the one yeah. I enjoy the most when I get a game for it. I mean, it's got to be Vita, right? It's not. It's not the Vita? Oh, man. Um, I absolutely love collecting for Vita. Is it PlayStation 2? Is it, it, is it, it is not. 
not I got error. nothing, man. I, you're throwing all these curveballs. Like I can only hit a like an offside. What 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 do we got? My confession is that my favorite console to collect games for is the 3DO. Really? <laughs> and every time I get a 3DO game, I get so ecstatic. Okay. Like that is my favorite. Like I love collecting for anything basically, but I have three 3DO games and I just I want more. Like I I love Demolition Man, but uh I want more than Demolition Man, Need for Speed and FIFA. I want you to have more than that too. Um I'm just gonna piggyback into this. I think my favorite system to collect for is probably the DS. There's just something about like the the size of the case that I find really satisfying. There's something about like the art direction on the sides that I really enjoy. The thickness of like the plastic case itself is great. Like those games, like if you like push them on, like pinch them like on the on the sides, like it doesn't really like move in the way like the yeah. case does or like a PlayStation case does. Yeah, uh, like, yeah a PlayStation like four case. Um. Yeah, man, there's just something great like that and Dreamcast games, just because that makes me feel like I'm a kid again, just like collecting CDs. There's something about Dreamcast games that just feels special. So I get it. Like, I only have like maybe five or six, and I think half of them are Japanese. But mm-hmm. it's just there's just something special. Like when I see a Dreamcast case, I'm like, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good looks. Good vibes. Exactly. I'm curious now what Dreamcast games I have. I don't remember. Oh man, we should open up a, a library at some point. That'd be fun. I'm in. Cool, cool. Um, let's see. What's my next one? Uh, I, we didn't write any of these down. We're literally just going off the top of our head, and we're trying to think of like the most interesting confessions we could make. <laughs> um, I don't think the PlayStation Two is a very good console. I think I agree with you. Okay. I th- I think it's good, but everyone makes it out to be like the greatest console of all time. I don't know about that. If I could get a game from that era, I would prefer to get it on Xbox because the Xbox just like ran better. Yes. And then I would try to get it on GameCube. And if I couldn't get it on either of those two, I would ha- like have to get it on PlayStation 2. But like Grand Theft Auto Vice City, I had no idea that that game would ever come to other consoles. So, like, I, I really just, like, made a compromise with myself and got it on PS2 because I didn't have a choice. Dude, man, I had the PS2 fat, and it just ran like a turd compared to GameCube yep. and, and Xbox. And I, I think yeah. I'm right with you on that. I Just like you, Xbox would be my main choice, then GameCube, then PS2. It, it Like, it's got a good library, but I, I, I enjoyed the uh, exclusives on it because there were just sure. so many RPGs that weren't available anywhere else oh yeah you, you but, couldn't play final fantasy 10 anywhere but and like i assume i'm like a recent convert to final fantasy 10 on on vita but i have to assume back when you were a kid that was just like the coolest thing oh yeah yeah but like not even just that the dot hack games were all uh playstation exclusive like ps2 there were so many great rpgs on the console sure but the console itself was fine yeah kind of a kind of a wreck it it mine crashed a lot um it sold so much because it had the dvd player yeah um if i'm not mistaken i think it was basically like the first uh 
what what's the word I'm looking Cons- for? Consumer friendly. Yeah. yeah. Like uh pricing wise, consumer friendly DVD player on the market. Man, I wonder how many it's tough, right? Because like you think about how many people became gamers because like they did have a PlayStation 2, because that was like, you know, the first like sub five hundred dollar DVD player, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about like an entire generation of gamers who are just gonna get wiped out because it's like, oh no, like well we have a smart TV with all like the streaming stuff, like we don't need discs anymore. But then you factor in like, you know, Android and and Apple, and like those are the kinds of gamers you're getting now. Where like people are, there's gonna be a conversation in some college sometime soon where it's just like, hey man, like you like games? It's like, dude, Temple Run was my childhood. You know, like that, that's going to uh-huh. be a conversation where it's just like two kids bonding over the fact that they both love playing Temple Run on their iPod Touch. It's it's amazing that uh, like iPod Touch they came out with another one two years ago. Um, and like so this week. Oh, my God. It's this week. Monster Rancher one and two are releasing on the switch mm-hmm. and the iPod Touch. That's incredible. And it's just, it blows my mind. And also I need to buy those games. Um, but it just blows my mind. That there's still iPod touch games coming out. All right. Um, here's another confession. If you give me the most boring way to do something in a video game, that's how I'm going to do it. And so when I say that, I mean like every time I've played Skyrim multiple times, I am a one handed warrior. Yes. Every single time I play same, that game. I've, same. I've never, like, I guess with VR, I've played a little bit doing, like, the two-handed dual caster mage because you actually shoot in two different directions, and that's, like, a, a, like a life changer in that game. It's but, man, fun. it is also fun, yeah. Uh, God, Skyrim VR is great. I need to find, yeah, I'm missing, really... like, the, the box unit or whatever, like, the power adapter part. Oh, I yeah. Can't find, I can't find that anywhere, so I need to track that down. Um, But, man, I always play like that. Um, I always play... I always play as like the warrior in any game. If you give me a choice between like an archer, a warrior, and a mage, I always go with just the warrior. I'm and, the most boring person ever when it comes to. Video and see, games. I'm kind of like you, but in a different way. I'm always just the archer. Always. Okay. Just every time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm an archer. You can be these multiple that just the archer. But what about yeah. archer? Give. No, I want to use. I want to use bow and arrow. Bow that's and arrow really interesting. Sexy. But you, that's really interesting. But you know what? Like, I want to be the warrior. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get it. It's like, oh wow, Legolas, that's cool. Yeah, cool. I'm gonna be Aragorn. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> is is uh is Legolas a warrior? No. All right. Well, no. then, see, we're we're we're. God. <laughs> this is why we make a great team together. We're the warrior and the archer. Oh my god, we complement each other so well. We're Gimli and, and Legolas, and let you be Legolas, I guess, in this metaphor. Um, no, like I, yeah. And so, like, I really, I almost wish some games would like stop giving so many choices. This okay, I you know we started on this. Now I I have to ask what you think. Yeah. Okay, you're Gimli. Yeah. I'm Legolas. Who are Austin, Seth, and Coach? Oh man. Um. I feel like <laughs> I love Coach dearly. Yeah. Boromir. That was my immediate thought as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> for Austin, I think let's let's defend it a little bit. 
Um, and obviously this isn't a one-to-one because like, you know, Boromir died doing kind of a, a shystery thing. But uh, I, I think that fits because Coach is always like an optimist about yes. a lot of stuff. And so the whole idea of like Boromir, like, why not use the ring against him? You know, like yeah. I, I see like Coach making an argument like that. That's like where it ends. But it's like that sort of uh, character profile is where I see it. Okay. And, yeah, I'm with you. And like, even though, yeah, it the whole thing kind of ended his life with him doing a kind of not crap or a kind of crappy thing. It also ended with him being like, you know what? I screwed up. I'm going to sacrifice my life to make sure these people get away. And yeah. I feel like that's something coach would do. Oh man. Yeah. He landed the plane. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that, that that's where I was coming with this. I, I didn't think coach was going to like try and steal my jewelry. I didn't think so. either. <laughs> um, I think Seth has got to be got to be Mary, right? Yeah. Yeah. If if not the actual Gimli. <laughs> yeah, I, I I see him as Mary. Austin. I I think I see Austin as Frodo. I was thinking Sam, but yeah, they do complement each other pretty pretty well. Um. The reason being is I think Austin would have the most clear head. Mm-hmm. Sam just wants to go home. And I feel like Austin would be the one. Nah, I'm, I'm up for some adventuring and have a clear head while doing it. I don't know. I've floated some ideas for his bachelor party and just shoots them all down. So I don't know who this adventurous Austin you think, you know. <laughs> well, you know what? The cake that is dog fighting with another cake. That's a dragon. You know, maybe he that's just not his thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's always always next marriage. God, I wanna watch the league again now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sorry to all the members of the fellowship who are not named. Uh we just don't have that many friends. Uh let's see. Do you have any more confessions? Um I can I can think of some off the so, spot. So okay, here's one. What my confession is when I bought my PS3. I was playing it on a CRT TV. I, I I wasn't even playing it in good quality. Yeah. I was watching my Blu-ray of Superbad on this old CRT TV. Nice. I just, I don't know. It, it That felt right to me for the longest time. I remember buying a 40-inch Sony Bravia in 2009. It was a floor model. So it was used and like open. I bought it for like 780 bucks with tax. It came out to like 800. I recently bought a 65 inch Samsung for like 450. Oh, how the times have changed. Yeah, like 4K HDR, like great refresh rate. Like, God, College George was an idiot. I had a, and like I had just gotten rid of this TV this year. It was a 46-inch uh, flat screen that I'd gotten a 32-inch for, like, $600. Mm-hmm. and Or, no, it was, like, 500 550 or something like that. And I got the uh, warranty. Well, the panel broke on it. It was a touch panel, and it broke on it. So a technician came out to look at it. And he says, okay, well, you know, there's the problem. You should have your part within the next 30 days, and uh, we'll be back to fix it. 
well past 30 days, we get a phone call from Sears wondering how the customer service was. And, um, well, at the end of that call, my mother, whom I love dearly, I mean, at the time, I think I was like 18, 19, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's how long I've had this TV. Um, at the end of the phone call, my mom hangs up and goes, well, they just credited us $1,200 to get a new TV. <laughs> so I went and got my 46-inch flat screen. Nice. And now hanging down the living room is the 65-inch TV that was less than the 32-inch I originally got. Yeah, God. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a 500 gigabyte PlayStation 3, like the top loading, like Jewel, really slick red one. I got that with two games and two controllers for $75, which is a little bit. It's like a game now with tax. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I got because I have uh, that same PS3, but I have the like, was it like Glacier Blue or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that one. That one's sick. Yeah. Um, And I got it off. GameStop actually for I think it was 130. Nice. Uh, it was because my PS3 just stopped reading discs, and I'm like, well, I want a yeah. PS3. Sorry, we're not bragging. We're just like I I think we're just like both amazed at like how much cheaper things have gotten in our lifetime. Like I mean, like obviously, like not important stuff. Like obviously, a TV is not as important as like I don't know, like healthcare. Um, but it's just amazing. Let's see any any more gaming confessions. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, okay. I have one. All right. I think I like maybe one Mario game. And with that, one Legend of Zelda game. Let me guess, it's a pocket full of sunshine. Yes. Yeah, okay, sorry. I couldn't... I don't know the words to that song. I took a risk. Um, I got a pocket pocket full of sunshine. Sunshine. I got love and I know that's all mine. Oh. Okay, yeah, that's one. Easy A is one of my favorite movies. Fair enough. But yeah, and then Twilight Princess is the only Legend of Zelda game I like. So I, I think I, more than like I like not Majora's Mask. I like uh Wind Waker and A Link Between Worlds, and that's pretty much it. Majora's Mask I don't mind also. I, I just oh man, like it's just it's really hard for me to get up for Nintendo. That is that a gaming confession? Where like I just I just don't care about Nintendo the way I used to. No, I'm I'm with you there because I used to be big into Nintendo stuff. Like not even, you know, granted like I said, never really Mario or Legend of Zelda, but like just Zelda or uh Nintendo games in general I enjoyed and I just don't anymore. It's not that the games are bad, I just don't. Mhm. But Ooh, here's another confession. Or at least this one might be more of a hot take than a confession. I think that if you are good at Madden, you are better at video games than someone who is good at Dark Souls. Interesting. I think Dar- I think Madden and like basically like any of the sports games, I think they get so much flack for being like, you know, filthy casual games. It's just like, oh, you just buy Madden and FIFA every year. It's like, yeah, I do. You know, like in Call of Duty, whatever, like the, yeah. the gaming stereotype is for just like bros. I think Madden is like an impossible game to play. I haven't really tried since like PlayStation two. Like the last sports game I got really into is like ESPN NFL 2K five. Like the one with like TO on the cover. So 
the one person I'm in a bunch of fantasy leagues with, mm-hmm. he basically knows how to cheat the system in Madden, and he will win the game using one play over and over and over again, and yeah. he'll win like sixty-five to seven. Is it just a just a deep pass, like just mossing someone? It's I don't remember what the name of the play is, but basically it's a cross, and both players will run up the field about ten yards, and one player will cut to the hook in the middle. Yeah, and the other one will just keep going straight, and mm-hmm. the the CPU will always have one guy covering the two. So which okay. so always one of them is going to be open, and he just they gotta they gotta do what the NFL is doing. They gotta start doing the the cover too. They gotta start dropping exactly. two safeties back. You know, shut down Mahomes for six weeks. Um, I enjoyed. It. I played. I played a little bit of uh, the one where Gronk was on the cover. I definitely went out and bought that for PS4. I just think those games take like seventeen. I think so. Yeah, I, I just think those games take like way more skill than they ever get credit for. Yeah, I, I get that, especially because uh, as of late the games cheat. So, yeah, and so uh, well, like this is all like you know your friend aside, your little scummy yeah. pirate friend aside, uh, like people who play the game like earnestly and and in the way it's intended. Yeah. I just think like if you're good at Madden, like I think you're like actually like really good at video games because like on top of all that stuff, like the the menu management in that game is like absolutely oh insane. my god, it's bonkers. It's like more than any like. I felt like the closest I've come to it is like when I tried to play Final Fantasy fourteen. Menus the game. Yeah, right. It's just like layers and layers of menu navigation that just like blow my mind. And it's like on top of being good at video games, you also like kind of need to know what you're doing in football. Yeah. Which is sort of a different skill set than just like being able to play video games. And I don't know, like when you actually like drop back for a pass, like it actually feels like, okay, crap, like where's my window? Like, do I bullet pass? Do I like do it like to his outside to his inside shoulder? Like, what do I do here? Like, it, there's just like so many variables for you to think about. Exactly. Uh, and like Dark Souls, playing a Dark Souls game is like a dance. It's a rhythm. You find the beat. You see what's going on with Madden. You have so much more happening at one time yeah. to keep track of and make your decisions based on. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to like attack Dark Souls specifically. No, but um, it, it's true though. But just, just like the stereotype of like that's a real game. Sekiro is a real game. Um, I think like sports sim games are personally like not fun because they're so simmy. Like that's why I like can't really. The Vita Madden is like the the limit for me. Like that's like the most sim because like they barely made it sim for the console because like they didn't know what they were doing. I'll and never that, forget. Like, I hate all the awards being named after the Giants who just beat the Pats in the Super Bowl that year. I'll never forget the one trophy in that game. It scored an 80-plus yard touchdown with Victor Cruz. Yeah. And, like, I don't even think that was called, like, cruise ship or anything. Like, it didn't no. even have, like, that, that no. fun a name. It didn't. It was upsetting. Um, But, yeah, I, th- I think those games are super tough. Uh, I think Forza is, like, the, the borderline. Like, I think Motorsport is like an actual like insane game but like Horizon does its best to like make the games fun. Yeah. I I think the big thing for me is I enjoy the sim racing games just because I can go out and play some field football with someone. Mm-hmm. 
I can't go out and be like, so let's see what this Lambo can do on a track. <laughs> yeah. Um, another gaming confession. I think Last of Us is like a supremely overrated game series. And like like with The Last of Us, I think if Hideo Kojima and and Neil Druckmann or whatever, I think if they're so inclined to like turn video games more into movies, they should just like stop and just like make movies. Make a movie, yeah. I so I really like the first Last of Us because it felt more like a complete game. The Last of Us 2, like, it's a great game and such, but I feel like that's when they, it tried to be much more cinematic. And then especially mm-hmm. with Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4 is one of my least favorite Uncharted, just because it kind of lost, at least to me, some of what made the series great what made it fun and yeah. that kind of all started with the the last of us was the first one to go downhill in that section and then uncharted 4 hit it and then last of us 2 was just like i beat it it was a good game i don't know if i'm gonna play it again like i just mm-hmm. i have no excitement for it well this was super fun this was some of our gaming confessions elijah i think we should probably do like a spin-off episode in the future and just do a hot takes episode. We'll keep that in our back pocket I've, for like the next time Austin and coach can't make it. I've got some muy caliente takes that for Ooh. sure. Okay, picante. Um just, any any just wait until you hear what I think is the best game released in 2013. Ooh. Um I think that about wraps up. Do you have any final thoughts? Questions, comments, concerns? I do not believe so. No? Oh, well, I want to thank you. You are going to be coming on to my other project very, very soon. Short box summary. Yeah. Um, I saw someone asking in, in the Twitter replies to, to me, like announcing that we'd be recording more of those, like that you were looking for those. Thank you so much. I am recording, I think, three or four episodes this week. And then I will start releasing them and the plan right now is to do them weekly just to build like a, a little back catalog. Um, so we can just like release them smoothly and, and consistently. Uh, so look for more short box. Elijah will be coming on to talk about young Avengers and the debut of his favorite Marvel character, Kate Bishop and Austin uh, will be coming on to join with us. Uh, I, so we can talk about the first comic book I asked him to read, which was young Avengers. I also want to put it out there that this is going to, Kind of be a first for one, but we kind of talked about the other one a little bit. Uh, George, I want to just straight up ask you, how would you like to do a series with me where once a month we play a PS3 game and discuss it? Oh, that would be fantastic. I actually just brought the rest of my PS3 collection from my dad's house over to my house. Perfect. And I don't want to choose a game that's like, you know, Lollipop Chainsaw that costs like 70 bucks to get. I want to choose like a fifteen twenty dollar ps3 game that might not be the greatest but in its own way one of us enjoys in some fashion right 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 um yeah i will uh i'll i'll catalog up my my collection i'll let you know what i've got sweet and sweet. we could uh let's let's just start with the things we already have unless you uh and if, if there's a game out there that's like cheap enough yeah let's let's go in on it and uh try it the out the other thing i want to mention i haven't told anyone about this yet and i'm going to start looking into how i want to do it but mm-hmm. i am 
going to do a new monthly series for the podcast about Resident Evil. Ooh. We all know it's one of my absolute favorite series. I want to start going through, like, maybe starting with the story. Like, do a two or three episode, the story of Resident Evil. Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe go through some of the games. Just I, I, I'm not sure exactly how I, I want to do it yet, but I want to do a Resident Evil-based show. Awesome, man. I might engage with that instead of engaging with the games. Because, like, I think the lore about it is fascinating. I just hate feeling scared and vulnerable. Uh, so which is why I, st- I stay away from those games. That's why you belong right here in my arms. Yeah, I, just, I would keep me safe, Papa Bear. Yeah, you can I do will. it. All right. If you've made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much. Uh, extremely cool of you to listen. It would be extremely helpful of you to share this podcast. You know where to find us. We are on Spotify. We are on uh, iTunes, uh, Apple iTunes. We are on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, so please spread the word if you think people would like this show. Uh, growing the audience means we could get cooler guests, and getting cooler guests means we can grow the audience, and it is all cyclical, and it is awesome and very fun to do. So please, please spread the word. If you have questions, you can reach us at FrameskipPod on Twitter or bit.ly slash FrameskipQ. Elijah, what is the Gmail for the podcast if people want to reach us that way? Frameskip podcast at gmail.com i can't believe i forgot that i'm an idiot <laughs> if you want to reach elijah on twitter you can reach him at loco lizard man if you want to reach austin on twitter you can reach him at austin j eller if you want to reach coach on twitter you can reach him at frame skip pod if you want to reach seth he is at seth the 90s kid don't follow him though just interact with him just harass him from afar by reinforcing all of his views on star wars and Power Rangers and various animes. He would love that. But whatever you do, do not follow him. If you want to follow me, uh, you can find me at PurpleBird616. <sighs> you can also find it, me on Twitter or on Twitch. On at Twitch, I Man. Um, And if you're listening to this uh, upon release this Friday, I'm going to be playing the Halo Infinite campaign. Ooh. I'm going to do my darndest to play more of that game than you between the game is released on Friday so that I can jump into your stream and not be spoiled about cool, neat things to come. I say you'll probably be able to because Friday night is when I will be starting the campaign. I like my chances then. That's great. Off the top of your head, do you remember who's playing Thursday Night Football this week? Uh, I believe you said it was the Steelers and Vikings. Oh, God, what a garbage matter. Also, this is going to be afterwards, but I'm going to be... uh, co-streaming the game awards this thursday so you're not gonna hear this till after that but if you came to check it out thank you yeah and also um we made a live bet show uh based on the game awards that released last week i am so excited to watch the game awards and see how we did i need to print out that i'll be keeping score um follow at frameskip pod and we will be revealing live uh, a, a score tally for who did the best with the bets. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please have a wonderful week. Be safe out there. Um, be be true to yourself out there. Um, listen to more Taking Back Sunday than you are currently listening to. And that's all I got. Elijah, anything else?
I'm going to be honest, I'm still at Taking Back Sunday, so no, I've got nothing. I just want to bring you down so badly. I, I've, I've been listening to a lot of yellow cards, so you know what? Listen to them as yeah, well. Yeah, it's all right. we, we, we would have hung out in high school. It would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Good night, Internet. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Smooch.